Hi, everyone. This is Dee Williams with My Money Story Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Today, we are going to listen to an interview that I did with a dear friend of mine. Her name is Erica Postel. She is a paramedic. Uh, She has had a career as a firefighter. She is one of the toughest and sweetest and most intelligent medical professionals around. Uh, Someone you definitely want to have uh, with you in an emergency, that's for sure. And um, she's going to talk to us about her first home purchase. And it's quite a story. She had some bumps in the road, but she got there. And so take a listen. If you hear some spottiness in the audio, please pardon that. Erica was in a remote location when she was generous enough with her time to uh, allow me to interview her. But uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So take a listen. Um, so my name is Erica Postel. Uh, I work for Montgomery County Hospital District. I actually just got hired on with them last month, but I worked for the city of Houston for five years as a paramedic, a uh, firefighter paramedic, and uh, just five years there, and I just kind of wanted to move, you know, into a different area. So um, I didn't want to commute anymore. Pre My first five years, I was commuting from Livingston into North Houston, which was over an hour, about an hour and 20 minutes drive on average, back and forth. So I decided that I'm going to live where I work. <laughs> so I decided to buy a house in Montgomery County since I started a job up there and the commute was maximum. I would have to drive would be an hour to a station, but they try to, they try to work with you and station you close enough to pretty set parameter uh, or set parameters that I was looking at. Mainly, I wanted a house, obviously, that I could afford, so I had a set price. My my max price was one thirty five, mm-hmm. and obviously, whatever I could find for for decent. And I wanted to make sure I had at least you know two bedrooms, one bath, preferably three bedrooms, two bath if I could afford it. Mm-hmm. So I had actually went to buy a house in Montgomery County. Um, well, I showed up to pay the inspector. We had I had already signed all the documents to get the process started, so the inspector went out there. Uh, a neighbor comes out. And she doesn't introduce herself. She interrupts the conversation that me and the uh, inspector are having to ask if the previous owner still lived there, which clearly he doesn't. There's a sign up front. The house is empty. They haven't been there in a month. Yeah. <laughs> so she knew that they didn't live there, right? So, um, so she interrupts the conversation. The door's open because he's in the middle of the inspection. I was just dropping off the money and she's, She's like, hey, are you the one buying the house talking to him? And he says, no, I'm an inspector. Oh, I have so many questions for you, uh, mostly like about sheetrock and all this other stuff. So I looked at him and I kind of just ignore her because she's interrupting the man that I'm paying to do work for me. Right. And I said, hey, listen, I have things to do. Uh, I don't care if you want to talk to her or not, but here's the money. He's like, hang on. I said, no, I need to go. I have things to do. And I, and I don't think she could hear me because she was too busy talking. Mm-hmm. So um, I get in my car. And he uh, comes around and start talking to me. And I noticed that she walked inside the house without asking anyone if she could go because the door was open. So she made her way in as she's talking about how, oh, I think they updated the floors and I just wanted to see and makes herself at home. It's like, okay, I don't want to fight with my neighbors before I move in. I'd like to have a friendly uh, relationship with my neighbors. So uh, she steps back out and I had my windows down in my car. I'm talking to him through the driver. And she, I didn't know she was listening through the uh, passenger side. So she interrupts my conversation again while we're in the middle of talking. 
And I looked at her, I didn't say anything. I just gave her a look like, are you, you know, are you serious? I'm trying to pay this man so I could leave. So I get in my car, I'm driving. And I think to myself, I can't have this neighbor for the next five to 10 years. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't want to. I'm not home for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm going to be living by myself. You know, I want neighbors that are going to help me, not hinder me. And she looked, she said that she was a nosy person. So I was like, I can't have someone monitoring my life. <laughs> I'm not paying $140,000 for someone to watch me. She told him that when, yes, she told him, she never spoke a word to me, even though I'm the one buying the house and I'm the new neighbor. She never asked me, Hey, what's your name? Are you the neighbor? Are you buying the house? Uh -huh. She never introduced herself saying, hi, I'm fine. Nothing. It was just, she came in. She's like, Oh, I'm a nosy neighbor. I wanted to know if so-and-so still lived here and then made her way inside the house without asking us. And then she interrupted my conversation through my car <laughs> without being invited into the conversation. Wow. So I was like, I can't do, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not going to do this. So I called her and I said, Hey, I called my realtor. Her name's Carrie. So I said, Carrie, I don't care how much it costs to get out of this contract. I'm not buying this house. Mm -hmm. So uh, she, we went through the paperwork, canceled it. So we spent another month looking <laughs> until I found my current house. <laughs> so I felt bad for her because she'd been working so hard to find me what I wanted <laughs> you know, and I'm busy. So she did a lot of the search for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a nice place. And she met me there. We walked through the whole shebang. Uh, so I told her, I'm so sorry, but I, I can't <laughs> bring myself to make that commitment yeah. with, an, with one neighbor like that. I can't imagine the rest. That's okay, though. Don't feel bad for the realtor because, you know, that's what realtors get paid for. And it's just a part of the process, right? Sometimes, the, you know, it works. I, that's out. what she said. Yeah. No. So don't feel bad. You need it because I mean, just think if you had really gone through with that, that'd have been a hot mess of a neighbor's day. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that was, it would have been miserable. And I, I can only imagine that probably the other neighbors might be somewhat similar because there was a bunch of people outside watching me talk to this guy go through the house. So I was like, I saw a few people outside, but they were doing stuff like cutting the grass, watering the plants, uh -huh. you know, things. Uh, so I was like, okay, uh, I don't know that I want to be watched at all angles. <laughs> so I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, it was uncomfortable. Not at all. Okay, so you found, so so you went back to the realtor. You let her know that this was not going to work because the neighbor was unbearable, which is a, actually a gift to find that out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Rather, So really, the crazy woman did you a real big favor. <laughs> I should, I should <laughs> And being so horrible and rude ahead of time before everything was finalized. So yay for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said too. She's like, at least you found out now before you got too committed to it. It worked out. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad um, it worked out. So now you go back to the realtor. She starts the search again. And then you guys are able to find another good place for you. So tell me about that place. Like, like. What was it like when you first walked in? Did you know that this was the place or did it yes. take a few times? No, the first time I walked in, as soon as I walked in the house and did the walkthrough, I told her, I was like, this is the one I want. It had been on the market for, I believe, three, two or three days mm -hmm. when I saw it. And the pictures actually matched what the house looked like. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, which, you know, normally doesn't really, the pictures usually look better. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but but they were pretty on par with, with what I saw. So, uh, and it's, I could tell it was an older house, so I didn't expect it to be perfect. So it has some minor, you know, imperfections that are just part of the house. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, when I walked in, I saw where the bedrooms were. I saw how the kitchen was set up. I was like, this is going to work for me. And so I, it had the right acreage that I are, it, it's almost a half acre, which is kind of what I was looking for. Cause my plan is to, you know, live in this house for less than five years, maybe do some additives. Like I want to do a fence, a garage, whatever little things. And then hopefully the value goes up. I can either resell it or rent it and then purchase a, a bigger home. So, you know, moving towards bigger and better things. Yeah. So this house was perfect because it was in my price range. So we negotiated and uh, it worked out for both of us because they got what they wanted and I got what I was willing to pay for max. Mm-hmm. So everything so far has fallen into place really well with this house. There really hasn't been any hangups. Oh, that's so good. good. I'm so glad. And yeah. so when it's funny how you say that, because I've heard this a couple of times now doing these interviews, how the pictures matched the house and how important that is when people Super. look at a home that, Oh, this wasn't just, these weren't just t- doctored up, touched up photos and the house looks like crap. <laughs> yeah. You no. Know? the house looks nice and the photos look nice. So does it, as the person buying the home, does it kind of make you trust what you're being told and what you see more when things match rather than, you know, when they don't? Oh, absolutely. Um, cause you, so when I was looking at some of these other houses, cause I, I stopped at a bunch of them. I didn't get to go inside, but you know, I drove by a bunch of houses. Uh, so if the picture outside really didn't look, like the home itself like okay that's obviously glamoured up with filters here (laughs) you go outside and there's you know rotting wood all at the bottom that they obviously doctored out or whatever so I was like okay I don't want to I don't want to buy from people like that so that was a big risk or or a flag I should say it was a big flag for me so those houses that um that look decent uh because we looked at houses like that here in Aldine uh because I wasn't sure if I want to live here and stay for Houston or move over so I, I did a little bit here in, in Aldine and a lot of those houses looked really nice on the photos but the there's a lot of damage from the flood and they didn't mention it they didn't show it but walking through on the outside you could see it at the bottom so it's like you know you should probably you know you should probably let people know that this is a previously flooded house and yeah. they wouldn't some of them didn't mention that some of them did mm-hmm. if it mentioned that it was flooded then I consider that house more than than if I just completely you know cross it off the list yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't buy from people who misrepresent anything either. Cause you know, you never know how deep that goes. So exactly. tell me about the house. Like when was the house completely filled with the other people's furniture and things on the walls or was it staged to where it was kind of empty? So they were still living in it and we set the appointment. So obviously they stepped out for it. So yeah, all of their personals, uh, they hadn't even packed anything. They were still fully living in it when I got there. Okay. Uh, but it looked like they maintained, like they obviously cleaned it up, you know, it, the floors were swept, the counters were wiped. So, you know, it looked nice enough um, to where even with all their stuff there, it showed that it, you know, seeing their, their personal stuff there kind of gave me an idea of what it would look like if, you know, I put the same type of uh, furniture there. Mm-hmm. So I actually like that their furniture and stuff was still there. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. So it worked yeah. for you. Okay. It did because it gave me an idea like where to put the couches, where to put, you know, the dining table, what kind of dining table I might want, or if I want a breakfast table. Like it gave me ideas like that and mm-hmm. how big of a bed I might put in each bedroom. So yeah, it helped a lot. Oh, okay. That's good. So where are you now in the process? Have you closed on the home or are you about to close on the home? I'm about to. So she contacted me today, said that we're going to close hopefully uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. 
she's submitting all the documents for it. So hopefully by Wednesday, I'm done. Nice. So you're excited, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to get those. <laughs> That's cool. So tell yes. us about the finance process. Was that nerve wracking for you at all? Was there a part of it that was difficult for you or were you pretty comfortable with it? So um, since it was my first time buying a home by myself, I was a little bit uh, nervous because I didn't know if I was going to be able to afford it. It's kind of like buying a car where you're thinking, okay, I can afford this much. But then when everything starts to add up, you're like, oh, I didn't account for this, this, and this, and this. So I, I was apprehensive. But I was like, you know what? I need to just go ahead and do it. So the agent that worked with me on the financing was really helpful. And she answered all my questions. So all the documents, I definitely read through them line for line to see where I was at in, in the finances of it. So she contacted me. She made it really easy for me, even with my concerns. And I told her, I said, you know, hey, I don't know that I can afford this much or that much. She's like, well, it's not going to be that much. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. So if I had a question, she would explain it in detail so that I understood it. Uh, then she's like, hey, uh, I think the interest rate is going to go down. So I'm going to contact you tomorrow, let you know if it goes down. And if it does, we'll lock it in, which is exactly what happened. So she was definitely watching out for my best interest because I think the initial interest rate was going to be three point something and it came down to 2.3. So it actually, yeah, <laughs> so it really benefited me. Awesome. Helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So you mentioned that this is going to be um, your home for around the next five years or so. So mm -hmm. where do you see yourself after that? Do you see yourself maybe buying a bigger home or or you keeping that home and maybe renting it or, you know, renting it out and then buying a bigger home. Do you see this home as an, also from a financial standpoint as an investment? Yes. So the whole, the whole time I've actually looked at it as an investment, um, where I can obviously live comfortably. Um, so my plan is to, was to get a house like this that I could uh, upgrade. And then what I'd like to do is rent it out if possible. And then I'd like to probably get the same size type of home, three bedroom, two bath, nothing big, uh, but more updated with nicer things like, a, you know, nicer sink, bigger bathroom, just the minor things. But um, I, I'm one person, so I don't need a huge house. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of cleaning. <laughs> so I just want something modest, but a little bit more updated. So that's my plan. My mom and my sister each have two houses extra that they rent out and they use that for supplemental income. So I was hoping to follow steps with them, you know, buy a house, fix it, and then use it as an investment. So I'd like to end up like them where I have two houses that I can maintain the income I, you know, bring in is they, so what they do is the income they get from those houses, they save it in a separate account and then they use it to keep maintaining the home and whatever's extra, they will, you know, use it as per per se profit, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's how they manage it. And that's what I'd like to do to have something similar. Oh, that's, that's my plan. Cool. That's so cool because that, I love hearing about how people as a, how people within their families have learned about finances, you know? And so it's cool that your mom taught her girls how to do that, you know, and how to invest that way. That's really good. So um, are there any other good things that she taught you that are helping you now financially as you move into be becoming a first-time home buyer? Yes. So she was talking to me about it, and she mentioned that the best thing to try and do is to obviously pay 
the minimum monthly note and then set aside an extra amount towards the principal and um, not to be too expensive about things like you don't need to buy brand new furniture if you can help it you don't need to buy fancy dishes like just buy what you need so that you it's not about how much you uh, spend it's about how much you keep is what she taught me so that what you're keeping you the principal of the house you'll pay it off sooner the sooner you pay it off the less interest you pay and the more profit you make because you start making that profit or the payment starts going towards you versus to the lender yeah, and that's a really big that's a really big gift that a lot of parents generationally can pass on to their kids is to teach them how to be really good with their finances. Yeah, it's just super important, especially during times like this when things are a little shaky, you know, when you've had really good practices your whole life and you've had really good examples your whole life, it makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely definitely has helped so far. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so do you have any advice? for first-time home buyers who might be questioning whether or not they can do it, whether or not they can do it on their own, what the process is like. Do you have any advice for people who might be kind of wishy-washy about whether or not they should even step out and give it a shot? Yes. Um, my advice for anyone who's thinking about purchasing a home for the first time would be to definitely do your research financially prior to buying. So, you know, think about how much the closing costs are going to be. I use a lot of loan calculators that are offered for free, like on Credit Karma. Um, if you want to buy a house, then also maintain your credit score, like start fixing that. Even though it sucks to try and, you know, pay off all these debts, that's what I did. I paid off all of my credit cards and then I paid off half of my student loans so that I could get my credit score to go up. So I did research on maintaining a good credit score, getting it as high as I could. And then I saved up at least $10,000 so that I knew I would have wiggle room for closing costs. So after that, then I started looking at like my income, how much my expenditure is. So I, I did a lot of uh, calculations prior to buying, including monthly payment. But you also have to think about furnishing the house. You have to think about the bills that come with it and any maintenance that's going to come with the house. So I looked at all of that and gave myself a budget and I stayed within that budget. That was the biggest thing. So I knew what I wanted before I started buying. Okay, that's good. And how long did you think it took you to do the whole credit repair thing on your own and get your credit to where you wanted to be before you could move forward? That took me, once I started dedicating to doing it probably a year and a half total okay yeah that was paying all the credit cards managed to get uh, I think at least five credit cards down to a zero balance I think when I started to be serious around 18,000 so I paid it down to where now I only owe five or seven I owe seven now so I paid at least 10 down so I I was serious (laughs) like I was dedicated serious I worked a lot of hours though to get to that point a lot <laughs> I was never home <laughs> oh my but it was worth it because now I can afford my own home and I'm comfortable yeah that is so worth it that's cool I'm glad to hear that okay so this is your five your home for the next five years what features do you like about this house and what features do you think you'll look for in your next house so the features that I like with this house is that um, it has a uh, property. 
it's on uh, 0.48 acres. So I have room to add a garage or land to have dogs and stuff like that. I like that it's um, an open concept with the kitchen and the, uh, the living area and dining area. And then I like that the there's three bedrooms. So there's two up front and I like that the master is separated at the back. I like having that separation. So that I have like my space back there. Um, there's a laundry room, which is another feature that I liked about it. Like it's a separate laundry room. So it has an entryway from, from the laundry room as well as the front of the house. So that's what I was looking for. And I wanted a garage, but all the houses that I looked at, I couldn't afford with the garage with all the stuff that I wanted. So I let the garage go in lieu of building one later. But other than that, those are the main features is, is uh, the way it's set up and the, where the washer and dryer have their own utility room. Okay, cool. And in your next house, what features do you think, are you already thinking about that will work for you? Um, probably just having a garage and a fence for sure. And then maybe having an extra an, or a bigger kitchen and living area. The bedrooms are good sizes, but probably just a little bit larger living area. And I'm willing to sacrifice bedroom space for that since it's just me, you know, I just want to, bedroom for myself, an extra guest room, and I wanted an office room. So that's why I was kind of buying for three bedrooms. But in the next house, definitely I'd like a, a fence and a garage just because I would feel safer, <laughs> you know, living alone. <laughs> so when you first, now you said that the house was that you currently are about to close on was on the market for just a couple of days, maybe three, four days or something like that. Um, so did you have to beat out other offers? in order to get the house? Were there yes. other offers? They said there were other offers. I don't know what they were. They Obviously, they're not going to disclose that to me. But they mentioned that they had two or three other offers and that they were just going to take the best one. So my initial offer was 134 with um, them paying all of the closing costs. Uh, so when they came back, I think I went up to 135 and paying half of the closing costs is what I told them I'd do. Um, because I, I, I had been looking long enough that I knew I wanted that house. So I was like, well, if I pay half the closing costs or, or a certain amount of it, I think they'll probably take it. So they, they did. They said it was a better offer. Okay. Yeah. Because I've heard that from other people that in this climate, they're, um, you know, having multiple offers per house. And so the sellers really do kind of have a choice of who to go with. So you were pretty fortunate that you won out on that one. I think I've asked you everything. Do you, can you think of anything that you want to share that I didn't ask you? Um, oh, the other thing that I looked at that uh, with the house was flood zones. You know how it's been a thing lately, these past couple of years. And so my house is actually in a medium flood zone. And I looked at the survey and I looked at the way, because there's a small creek that runs behind it. It's like, like 10 feet maybe if that, but it does catch a lot of the water. So um being in a medium risk flood zone meant that I had to pay for flood insurance, but the house is never flooded. So that's why I ended up taking it because it's on a pier and beam. So if the water does reach it, it still has a little ways to go before it actually gets inside or under to do damage. Right. And that's very important in Houston. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, this one I'm buying in Montgomery. Oh, that's right. That's right. In Montgomery yeah. County. Yeah. yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned over the years. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure in your profession, you know better than any of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's, but it worked out. 
Oh, very good. Well, I'm excited for you. You got to send me a picture when they take your picture when you close on your first house. That's very cool. <laughs> I can't wait.